Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame Never doubt it, it's time for the truth Here's our dude, you're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You listen in the Haney. Listen in the Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast Weekend Edition, Saturday Strong with Steve Johnson, the great predictor. I haven't predicted in a while, by the way. I'm thinking about breaking out for some predictions. And Minnesota Tim Parachka, Minnesota Tim. How you doing today? Hey, Steve, I'm doing great. And I am one of your fact checkers as well. And already you're 0 for 1. Last Saturday, you did predict. We were recording on a Thursday morning before the tournament started. And you were mighty close. You were super close. You went with Dustin Johnson to win yeah, the I was. I had Open. high hopes too, Tim. I had high hopes coming into... He was two back coming into Sunday. And I thought, oh my gosh... The great one is going to bring in a victory here. I'm sure the great one is in the gallery cheering him on. And man, it just didn't happen. Didn't happen for DJ this week. No, you were yeah. close. You were close. Yeah. I know it. I know it. I, I was also close on the Brooks Kepka prediction I had. Remember that prediction? I predicted he would miss the cut. And uh, he, I think he came in tied for 43rd, made the cut by a couple. Um, just uh, there's something about Brooks Kepkin. and we, we can talk about that in a little bit because uh, some news has come up about, uh, again, 
you know, who's number one and who's really number one, the official world golf rankings and the unofficial world golf rankings. Believe it or not, there's one of those too. We need to talk about that. But first of all, we need to talk about the Minnesota Tim. You sent a picture to Hank and I of Top Golf Twin Cities just a couple days ago. And it was, it looked beautiful, had the high nets and all that snow on the ground. And you said the place was absolutely packed. Yes. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was absolutely packed, Steve. It was crazy. Now, what was the temp? What was the temperature out there in the Twin Cities, God's country, north? I got back in my car and it was 10 degrees. Oh, man. So do they have just huge heaters there that uh, keep you warm? Because it, it, uh, you did send a video, too. We're going to talk about that in a second. I'm going to give you my expert analysis for free. But yeah, you weren't wearing big uh, down jacket or, you know, overcoat or snowsuit. You just had like a long sleeve T-shirt and, and jeans on. So what was the temperature in the hitting spots? And in the hitting spot, it had to be around 30 to 40 degrees. It was still pretty cold, but they did have heaters. They did have uh, heated couches, heated lamps, heated lights. But at, I mean, it's so cold, Steve, that that doesn't contain the cold from making it shiver, if that makes sense. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, it was still really cold. Yeah, I can remember standing in the hockey rinks when my kids were playing youth hockey. And about the first hour, I was all bundled up, but the first hour was okay. But once you get past the hour, oh my gosh, there's nothing you can do to stay warm. Once you start getting cold, uh, man, there's nothing you can do. You got you to gotta seek some warmth. But tell me in your, in your observation, what was the age group like there at, at Topgolf? All ages? Uh, yeah. families or was it, it was just mostly, the beautiful people? It was mostly all ages. I mean, there, there weren't any kids there, but there were a lot of people there my age, a lot of people there my age. I would say that was the majority, but then you look around and then you see several people in the forties and fifties swinging away as well. So yeah, a lot of diversity at Top Golf. I mean, there were some people that I was just sitting there and I was watching other people play top it off the third floor as we because that's where we were. And to be honest, I was topping the first two, but I made the mighty adjustment and it was just ripping and gripping away. Um, And there was a lot of people topping it. I I wonder what, like, why is top golf a huge attraction to people that can't play? Why why do you think that is? Well, you know, they say that 65% of all the people that go there have never played golf, have never been on a golf course. I believe it. Um, you know, that whole community aspect, a place to hang out. I can remember, and, and you're kind of an old school guy, you're a young guy, but you're kind of an old school guy in that you're a, you're a big fan of bowling. And we've talked about this on the podcast that, you know, you've got goals at bowling and you want to get better and you've taken some lessons and, and all that, and you have gotten better, but bowling used to be kind of a place where you'd go and you'd hang out and every five or 10 minutes, it'd be your turn and you'd go up there and you'd roll a couple gutter balls. And then you'd go back and sit down and you'd have your nachos. You'd talk to your friends, you'd drink, uh, you know, you'd sip some tea or a beer or whatever your favorite drink is. Top golf is exactly, is this century's, actually this decade's form of bowling. It happens to be outdoors. It happens to be using golf, but it is very much a community type atmosphere where you just go and you hang out and you see who's there and you look on their website, Tim, 
And if you looked on their website, you'd think, man, the only people that they allow in there are the beautiful people. You've got beautiful young women and uh, really in shape, handsome men are all the people that they allow in there because those are the only people that they show on their website. Is, is that true? Well, it's advertising, Steve. It's all about getting people to go. And that's what you see on all commercials. I mean, you look at one of the commercials where they're advertising a pill that's supposed to save you. I always get a kick out of those commercials where they're advertising like a pill or something. And this is just a quick little rant where they're saying, you know, this will help your depression or this will help your heart rate. This will help your blood flow. And then they bring up the side effects. Side effects may be death. Runny yeah. nose. Suicide. And then they, suicide. And then they show somebody smiling <laughs> during that entire thing. Right. Side effects might be yeah. you might have the worst runny nose in the history of runny <laughs> noses. And they show somebody smiling. So it's all about advertising, Steve. There's a reason why they have somebody smiling while there's a runny nose side effect or a side effect of death. Because when there's cool, calm music and great advertising, you know, how how well would an advertising be? If they showed somebody literally laying in a casket on one of those commercials <laughs> while they announced the side effects, I don't, I don't think it would be too hot. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be good. That wouldn't. No, okay. So let's relate it to golf. I mean, how do you think golf could could better their advertising? I mean, the the big thing is, hey, these guys are good. That was the big tagline for a few years, and now it's uh, live under par, which means that these guys are never over par; they're always under par. But then again the ratings are like 0.03% share of the markets and all that. You sketch that out and you, you say, man, PGA Tour is just not getting, they're not getting the, the viewers that they used to get. And uh, what kind of advertising do you think the PGA Tour needs to use? Do they need to use the young girls, or, uh, beautiful people? What, what do they need? Well, they do have some of those. They got Paige Sporanic. Mean, she doesn't work for the PGA Tour, but... She's involved with golf, so that's helpful. Amanda Bellionis, she's great. She's a great interviewer, and she's beautiful. So she's the perfect combination of smart and beautiful. I mean, Belle, the way she conducts her interviews and the way she tells her stats in front of that little monitor thing, she does a phenomenal job. So uh, if you can find more people like her, uh, that would be good. Um, but one of the biggest issues right now, Steve, and I would love to hear your thoughts about this because we haven't talked about it yet, so Peter Costas came out of the No Laying Up podcast this week and had some harsh words about the PGA Tour and his outing at CBS. And he was mentioning that the PGA Tour wants cheerleaders as announcers. They don't give a rat's ass about the production of the uh, tournament on television, which seems, doesn't seem to make any sense. And those are uh, direct quotes straight from Peter Costas. That's a huge issue right now. You're, we're talking about advertising, and now they have CBS literally going to break every two minutes and then announcing every single time they come back from break, while we were away, while we were away. Here's Phil Mickelson's hole-in-one, while we were away. Nothing's live. It, it's just right. terrible. So what are your thoughts about the way CBS has been broadcasting? They've been receiving a bunch of heat. Well, you know, the, the one thing I do like that they've changed on cable broadcasts and also on the networks is when they go to commercials, they'll split the screen sometimes. They've done that on the majors. They've done it some, uh, we may see it this week on the World Golf Championships Mexico tournament 
where they split the screen, where they play the ad and you get the ad and the vocals for the ad, but you can watch the golf as well, which is, that's a genius idea because when you want to see golf, you don't care what's playing in the background. In fact, that that just shows you that the commentary is just by far secondary or third importance to the visual of somebody hitting a shot or somebody making a putt or somebody making a, a miraculous shot that that is live. You know, I mean, we, we do want to see it live. Most people, when commercials start playing, is that they go to get a drink or they go to turn on the, the, uh, washing machine or whatever they're doing they go to the restroom but it's it's tough now because you don't want to miss anything when they split that screen they're still staying with the action um i don't blame the the networks at trying to go younger you know although i I did think peter costas did a great job you know no matter what his age is he has something to say he has something to educate the viewers on he has different perspectives than than most because he's been out there for so long i mean this guy was one of the best teachers in the world back 40 years ago and he's out there walking he's watching every shot he's not afraid now to say what he thinks um for a while there, I mean, he was, you know, politically correct and all that, but I mean, he stepped out and I don't blame the networks as saying, Hey, you know, we need to have, I love the formula, but we need to go younger. We need to go somebody that has a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more energy, maybe a little bit more opinionated because you know how things are going nowadays. Hey, people want, they don't want sugar coated. They want to hear what the people really think. Having someone that has been on the tour or been teaching the tour for a while, um, I like the fact that he was a teacher. You know, you don't see many teachers that are whole-by-whole uh, whole analysts, do you? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a formula that the networks didn't really go with. I don't blame them going young, but when you go younger, you know, I mean, 25 years younger than Peter Costas and Davis Love III, but you go zero personality, zero willing to step out there and have an opinion, totally always politically correct. And plus, it's, it sounds like it's painful for him to, t- to talk. I mean, he doesn't want to say anything. I mean, they could get anybody to say how long the yardage is and what club the guy's hitting. I mean, that's not what we want to hear. We want to hear what, hey, when you were in that position, what were you thinking about? When you were in that position, what did that 18th hole at Riviera look like to you? I mean, you're hitting to a 50-foot high elevation. You can't see the fairway. You've got these eucalyptus trees over on the right-hand side that, man, you could you could ping it around in there all day if you got in there. And then on the left side of the fairway, you've got this kikuya grass that just eats your ball up. We don't want to hear, hey, you know what? This is going to be a tough shot for him. Let's see what happens. That's so boring. Uh, right. So, so what did Peter Costa say about uh, about being let go? I mean, what 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 were his, what's his analysis? Well, Peter Costas was sharing some of the same rumors that are floating around everywhere. Hank mentioned it. Jeff Shackelford's mentioned it. The PGA Tour wanted to go. You mentioned it, Steve. The PGA Tour wanted to go younger. They wanted fresh faces. They wanted Costas and McCord out of there because they want they they thought they were stale and. <laughs> it's it's one it's it's one thing to say they're stale. Okay, whatever. Have your opinion. It it's fine. 
But then to go with Davis Love III, who's 55 years old, Ryder Cup captain, Hall of Famer, several-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's won a lot. <sighs> like if, if you're going to go with that approach, you better hire someone in their 40s. Like, there's no excuses to say someone's stale and then go after Davis Love III. And I shared this with Hank as well, and I want to share it with you too, Steve. I'm the last person to rip a national broadcast like CBS. One, because I understand how difficult it is. I know how hard this job is. I know how hard it is to produce and create production and tell a story. I've been in the media for the last, since I was 23 years old, so the last five or six years. I know how hard it is, and people at home don't recognize that, so I am always the last one to rip anything especially when it's as high a production as CBS. This is national stuff. And if you're national, you have more eyes on you, which will receive more ripping just because there's more eyes on you. So if there's that many eyes, you must be doing something right. But CBS is not doing something right. The PGA Tour, they are not doing something right. This is absolutely atrocious production. Oh, man. Well, yeah, you would know better than me. But, I mean, all I know is from the viewer's standpoint, um, let's go back to the Waste Management Phoenix Open for a second, because we're talking about a uh, spectacle, we're talking about uh, things that attract potential golfers, new golfers. You mentioned Top Golf Haywire, so many people going there that don't play golf. There are th- there's certain things that golf can do to make the game more interesting. It's a hard game, Tim. You know it's a hard game. And it, you got to get to a certain level before you really embrace it and enjoy it. Now, during the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the, the Waste Management ran some, some ads, some commercials. And they had a young lady on this commercial. And this young lady happened to be a golfer and happened to be a, a world-class trick shot artist. You remember seeing the, the ads? When, her name is Tanya. It's, easy, it's either Terry or Tar, T-A-R-E is her last name. She's from New Zealand. She's an attractive gal. She does these trick shots, and she was doing trick shots, hitting balls in the wastebasket and hitting waste in the wastebasket and all that stuff. And I thought, that, that intrigues people, you know? Not the fact that just that she's a woman and she's attractive, but it, it, she's young. She's doing things in golf that we haven't seen before. And it, intri- it intrigued me. And I thought, you know what? I'd, I'd like to see her being trained to... Do some commentary. Why not? I mean, you, you mentioned Paige Speranic. I mean, what happened, whatever happened to Holly Saunders? She was a fixture on the Golf Channel. And then she went over to Fox Sports. And gosh, she, you couldn't even find her at the majors. I mean, Fox did the U.S. Open and uh, the Women's U.S. Open, the Senior U.S. Open. She did some bit stuff there. But now she's doing football. And uh, to be honest, I think, I think football's figured it out better than golf has in terms of their broadcasts. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I mean, football, it's hard to even compare the two between football and golf. Uh, One, because football always has you on the edge of your seat, and it's just they have halftime interviews. The action is so great. Golf, they've been doing so many commercial breaks. And I was reading an article with the rights going up and with CBS having to pay a higher premium to broadcast these PGA Tour events on their network, that's creating 
more commercials. The higher demand, the more money you want to get back. So more advertising. So it's just the way it's going right now is not very good. But um, something else I recognize, Steve. So two out of the last three winners on the PGA Tour. You got Adam Scott, Nick Taylor, all right, whatever. And then you got Webb Simpson. So Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, those are the two guys I want to focus on. And those are the two guys I want to ask you about when we come back from a commercial break on the Hank Haney podcast. But before we do that, check out VoodooPainRelief.com for a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. It is absolutely free for the first two weeks. The product is remarkable. It is fantastic. It will take away your aches and pains. Hank loves helping people. That is his number one favorite thing to do, whether it's fixing your slice, fixing your hook, fixing your big miss, or making sure you, your aches and pains are gone. So check out VoodooPainRelief.com right now for a free two-week supply. We will be right back on the Hank Caney podcast with the great predictor and Minnesota Tim on episode eight of Saturday Strong. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome back to the Hank Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. This is number eight edition of the Saturday Strong with Steve Johnson, the great predictor, and Minnesota Tim Parachka. We've been talking a little bit about the broadcast, uh, the networks. Tim is really upset with the fact that golf just does not get good ratings, and they tried to change the formula, tried to go younger. The problem, Tim, they didn't go more interesting. They didn't go more provocative. 
I mean, getting a guy like Davis Love, who I'm sure, I mean, he's going to get better. I mean, this is brand new for him. But let me tell you a story. You love my stories, don't you? I'm going to tell you a story about a lesson that Hank had many years ago back in in, uh, our first golf ranch. And uh, I know you're a big basketball fan. I'm a big basketball fan. And Rick Barry came out for a golf lesson with Hank. And so I thought, man, I'm, I'm going to watch that for sure. And I always admired Rick Barry because I thought, man, the play-by-play stuff that he did and the analysis he did during the game was just unbelievable. And you, and you know, as kids, how we try to do some commentary about, okay, hey, when you're shooting baskets and you're going to do some commentary on, on what's going on and a little play-by-play action, how difficult it is. And I thought, my gosh, Rick Barry was so good at his commentary on television that I thought, man, I I can't wait to see him. How does he do it? I mean, I I don't know how he does it. Well, when I met Rick Barry, I realized he was always up. He was always talking fast. He was always telling stories. I mean, that was just part of his personality. So then the PGA Tour, the CBS, gets a guy like Davis Love, who is not at all like that. He's not, he's not at all gregarious. He's not uh, provocative. He is the absolute epitome of vanilla. I mean, he's, he's non-threatening. He's soft-spoken. He's a slow talker. No provocative nature at all. I mean, I'm thinking this is like getting a guy to explain how to watching paint dry. That's basically what it is. And I thought, man, that is, that is not a good combination for some going younger and going more boring is not the right direction. And, uh, did, when you compare those two, Peter Costas and Davis Love, who would you put number one on your list if you were picking? <laughs> is, that, is that a serious question? Yeah. Well, Peter Costas, I mean, that's, what, that's exactly, that's exactly what, the, the executives at CBS needed to do. They said, okay, here, here are our choices. Okay. Hey, you know, we've got a guy by the name of Colt Nost who's retiring from the PGA tour. He's, he's diff- He's young. He could be out there for a long time. Um, not a tournament winner, but a, a veteran player won a bunch of money on the PGA tour. Unfortunately, he had some injuries. He had to sit out, but he decided, Hey, you know what? I, I enjoy doing the, um, the broadcast did some stuff. He's done some stuff on radio and he's done some stuff for uh, the PGA tour. That would be an, that would be an option. He would have been great because he also has great relationships with PGA tour players as well. Right. You know, I mean, a guy like Justin Leonard, who's been sitting in the booth for many years, does some golf channel stuff, does NBC uh, broadcasts. I thought that was a stretch, but I think he does a good job. He comes across believable. This guy's got skins. He was a tremendous overachiever as a, as a player on the PGA Tour, and I think he does a good job. I thought Brandel Chambly would do a good job. You know, a guy that's not afraid to to put it out there, uh, sees has seen a number of different perspectives on the profession of golf. He was a player. He was an analyst. I mean, the the next the the next evolution to his career would be, hey, you know what? What, what about just going out there and, and doing the broadcasts? Um, I don't know why they didn't go with him. There's no way they would have allowed Brandel Chambly, especially because the I'm surprised he's made it as long as he has on the Golf Channel with 
the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan wanting to control everything, Steve, with the way they are approaching these broadcasts, Chambly is way too controversial. He's way too opinionated for the likes of the sugar coaters that the PGA Tour wants to install. That's, that, I love Brandel. Hank loves Brandel. You love Brandel. Brandel's great. He's a fantastic listen. And that's exactly why the PGA Tour would never, ever put him in a spot like that. No. The reason the reason Costas and McCord are out aren't because CBS wanted them out. I guess it's a part of the reason, but it's because the PGA Tour forced them out. So the PGA Tour has huge skin in this game. Okay, so you, you don't have to... We don't live in a vacuum. We see other networks, like, for example, Fox. When Fox got the USGA events, got the US Open, there's a lot of pressure. They hadn't done... They've done football. They've done other sports, but no golf to speak of. So they had to put together a team. So their formula was, hey, you know, let's copy what NBC and CBS does. Let's get uh, somebody with some skins, somebody that's won some majors, somebody that's recognizable, somebody that uh, is respected in the game, and we'll have him sit with like a guy like Joe Buck, who's a, a guy that can take you in and out of commercials. He's a guy that uh, can add some color and some research. He's a, he's a veteran. I mean, Joe Buck is awesome. Remember who they had with him at first? No, I don't. You probably don't. You probably don't. But. I mean, they had Greg Norman sitting next to him. And Greg Norman did an absolute awful job. I mean, he was terrible. Didn't, didn't bring any color to the, the broadcast. Didn't tell anecdotal uh, stories about what, when he was there and what happened to him. I mean, he's a guy that has a lot of stories. Tremendous stories about failure and about success. He could have added a lot. He lasted one one year, and they and, and uh, they, they saw that it wasn't going to work. Nick Faldo is another guy. I mean, he's he's a guy that uh, he's not afraid to talk. Um, he's not afraid to to ruffle some feathers. He was he was a good example of a, of a guy that you know what. After a few years, not everyone likes him, but uh, he didn't have the greatest reputation as a player on the PGA Tour. wasn't well liked by the players, but he was a, he wasn't afraid to say something. And then you've got. Fox's latest edition of Paul Azinger. I mean, Paul Azinger is a great addition. He'll say something. He's got something to say. He's a guy that's won a major. He's got the skins. He's, he's a guy that's not, he wasn't one of the chosen ones on the PGA Tour. You know, he wasn't one of the guys that was, uh, you know, the golden boy. He was a guy that had a really pretty much an unorthodox swing. The best thing about Paul Azinger was that he was he was not afraid to say something and he was not afraid to ruffle feathers and he could back it up and he's had some sarcasm um I think he's done a great job and so then CBS goes and gets Davis Love the third what what are they thinking about yeah that's bad it's it's so boring it is so boring and uh you know I, I know he'll get better but he's the learning curve better better happen quickly because uh, I would much rather see Tanya Tear analyze a golf shot and a golf swing than hear Davis Love talk about it. That's for sure. Yeah, and what, what, let's move on to this, Steve. So I teased coming back from that last break. We cra- we cranked on CBS quite a bit there. 
Uh, so Adam Scott and Webb Simpson are two of the last three winners on the PGA Tour. Uh, Nick Taylor won in between. So Webb Simpson obviously won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Adam Scott last week at the Genesis Open. And these two players, Steve, so you're an instructional guy. You're one of the top instructors in the country at the Hank Caney Golf Ranch, manager of the company. Um, and Adam Scott, Webb Simpson. Obviously, those two players, if you know anything about golf, they were a wreck after the anchor ban. They had issues. They could not putt. They could not play. It took a long time for them to tweak. And now Adam Scott is ranked seventh in the world. Webb Simpson's ranked eighth in the world. Just a remarkable leap after putting around like 165th, 170th. 140th for a couple of years on the PGA tour in between like 2015 and 2017. And now they're winning again on the PGA tour and solidifying themselves as one of the top players in the world. So Steve, give us some feedback on what they're doing differently tweaks. They've made in their putting game, what approaches they've made and how they've basically resurrected their entire careers. Well, I mean, both of these guys have been good ball strikers their whole career. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but when when you talk about good ball strikers and, and phenomenal ball strikers on the PGA Tour, Adam Scott has always been known as is a very good ball striker, a very picture perfect swing, great tempo. I mean, just makes it look easy. And Hank says, "Oh, you you know you you always talk about making this guy makes it look easy. It makes it look like anyone can do it." Now he's powerful. He's a big guy. But the putting was was tough for him. Same with Webb Simpson. Not as uh, silky smooth swing and tempo like Adam Scott, but again, a guy that has always been able to find his golf ball, control his ball, the trajectory, the spin, the curve, all that. Good ball striker. I told the story about Webb Simpson before in 2016 when they changed that rule, and I saw him on the putting green, Tim. It was absolutely god-awful. I mean, it was. I, I felt sorry for the guy. He tells a story about sitting at the breakfast uh, at the uh, breakfast table with his wife, crying, thinking, nah, "I'm never going to be able to, to to play again." Believe me, I, I've uh, I haven't played at his level, but I know what he's talking about. When you can't putt, you cannot play the game. When you can't putt, the game is no fun. It's it's zero fun. People quit because they have the yips. Well, the anchoring ban really set these guys back, but. They found a way to make it work. I mean, Webb Simpson with the left arm lock and the the uh, paintbrush grip, the the claw grip with his right hand, changing his tempo with his putting has real. I mean, gosh, he went from it just in the one seventies and strokes gained putting to, to the top ten on the PGA Tour. That that's phenomenal. Now, Adam Scott, same thing. He's experimented a bunch. And that anyone that has problems with their putting, Tim, they need to take these guys as the role model. Hey, you know what? It's not, I'm not going to keep trying to do the same thing and hoping for different results. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at the levels of tension that these guys are, are playing under. Because a lot of people, you know, they're on the putting green practicing. And they say, I never have the yips when I'm, when I'm putting on the putting green, just warming up. But when I get on the golf course, that's when it happens. Well, the, the anxiety level raises. But Adam Scott has gone from back to conventional. He went with the left arm lock putter. He went with uh, the claw grip. He went with left hand low. And now he's to a modified long putter like uh, 
Bernard Longer or uh, Scott McCarron. He's he's put his body in the club in a position that he's not anchoring, but he's using that long putter. And I tell you what, he's also putting with his flagstick in, which is uh, one of the the very few guys on the PGA Tour that do that. But it seems to be helping him. And this guy's back in the winner's circle. So uh, those guys are inspirational players for me because a lot of people that play golf recreationally that had the problems that they did with the flat stick would have quit the game because it's no fun. But they persevered. And uh, Tim, they're having some fun right now, I'll tell you. Yeah. What is there anything? So, Steve, you're a poor putter. I, we've heard Hank and you talk about that before. I used to be, used to be a poor putter. Now I'm a great putter. You've turned it around. Okay. So, yeah. Is there anything the average player can take away from Adam Scott and Webb Simpson and what they're doing, or is what they're doing on a whole nother level that no one could ever relate to it? Not really. You've got to diagnose the problem correctly. This is what one of the things that Hank is so great at in his teaching. You've got to figure out what the big miss is. Which hand is your big miss? Which hand do you yip in? So it's very easy to test. Just get in your putting uh, stance and use your putting grip and at first drop your left hand off and just putt right-handed and see what happens. You're, you're, you're picking like a, a five to 10 foot putt. And then do the same thing, dropping your right hand off and just putting with your left hand. Can you feel that little wiggle at the bottom? Can you feel the face oscillating? Can you see a twitch at the bottom? Identify the hand first and then you need to put that hand in a different position you put the hand in a different position and the likelihood of it yipping are, are I mean, are, are, is a lot less. Now, guys that are severe yippers would do what Hank had been told, telling me to do for years, just go the opposite hand. Instead of putting right-handed, putt left-handed. And uh, I did that too. And uh, I just wasn't man enough to stick with it. I, I, I would always go back to some type of conventional technique and it wouldn't work. So um, for the listeners out there, what you need to do is just identify the hand that you're, you're yipping with. Then you need to put that hand in a different position that is less vulnerable. When, you're when your palms are facing the target or away from the target, those are the most vulnerable positions with your hand. That's why that claw grip works so well because it puts the palm parallel to the target line rather than square to the target line or perpendicular to the target line. That, uh, that's the first step. I hope that, that, that should help anybody, regardless of uh, you know how severe their yips are. All right. Want to take us to break? Absolutely. We're going to take a little break here. And when we get back, we are going to talk a little bit about this is a, this is a topic that uh, it's been it's been tossed around a little bit. We're talking about the best players in the world. So Tim and I are going to tell you who we think are the best players in the world based on our personal stats. We'll talk Rory and Brooks Kepka when we get back. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Welcome back to the Saturday Strong Podcast, edition number eight of the Hank Haney Podcast here on Saturday. The Saturday, the World Golf Championship Mexico Tournament, also Puerto Rico Tournament. Uh, Tim, what do you think the ratings are going to be like with a Puerto Rico Tournament this week? (laughs) I mean... the Century was a .09. The Sony was a .03. It's an opposite field event with the WGC Mexico. Man, you would think it would be around a .01. Ooh, that's not good. But you know what? All the, the, the avid golf fans will be watching. We want to see our favorite golfers. It's an opportunity this week to see golfers that you probably haven't seen before. You don't know who they are before, uh, before this week because there's a lot of players that, especially in Puerto Rico, that... We've got a lot of the rookies playing. They can get in finally in in tournaments. They've got 72 players playing in the World Golf Championship Mexico tournament. And then we have a full field at Puerto Rico. So we're going to get a chance to see a lot of faces that we haven't seen before. But uh, a couple faces that we've seen a lot that that are very important to golf are who I would say are the world's number one and 1A are Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka. And uh, there's been debate about who's really the best player in the world right now. And uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, there's a debate about it? Yes. Why? Because there's, there's an official world ranking where Rory McIlroy is, let's see, he's about f- four, four-tenths of a, a point ahead of Brooks Kepka, who's number two. Then John Rahm, number three. Justin Thomas, four. Dustin Johnson, five followed by Patrick Cantlay, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, Tiger Woods, and Xander Shoffley's number 10. And then there's an unofficial world ranking. Who Guys that look at 
what's happened recently? You know, what have you done for me lately? That's the, that's their motto. And they say that Brooks Kepka is, is hands down a much better player than, than Rory McIlroy. That's the unofficial world rankings. What are your thoughts? I don't know how you could argue that Brooks Kepka is better than Rory McIlroy right now. One, because of the way Rory McIlroy is playing. He didn't play great in the final round of the Genesis Open, but he did have a share of the lead going into the final round. Number two, Brooks Kepka has hasn't really been playing at all this season on the PGA Tour. He played in the Saudi International. Okay, didn't play well there. Plays in the Genesis Open, barely makes the cut there. He's a major championship player, but the season is longer than four tournaments. And those are the four tournaments that matter. But if you're asking me who the best player in the world is right now, it's Rory McIlroy, and it's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, um, I, I would tend to agree with you. You know, he's a much more um, charismatic player as well. I mean, he's a guy that embraces the opportunity, embraces more. The guy, the guy loves golf. It's hard to embrace a guy that says he doesn't even really, golf is his second or third choice in athletics. You know, that it's hard to embrace a guy like Brooks Kepka that has such a cavalier attitude about his profession. You know, he would rather train and, and uh, prepare for a, a photo shoot than prepare for the first major of the year. I'm talking about the Masters a few years ago when Brandel Chambly criticized him for losing 35 pounds in anticipation of this nude photo shoot that he was going to do with uh, ESPN body issue. And I mean, how many majors are you going to play in in your career anyway? I mean, there's there's a lot of players that that go whole careers and never play in, in, in one major championship and they don't play in one world golf championship. Now they're not on the tour for very long, but they're tour players. Um, so, I mean, the charisma that Roy McElroy brings and the skins, I mean, he's won four majors. Uh, last season, they say that he, he had 18 wins. Well, actually he's had 18 wins on the PGA tour there's some crossover here with the European tour as well, because they count the world golf championships and the majors as well. He's on record as 14 major European majors. Brooks Kepka has seven wins. Now he has some European wins as well, but Rory McIlroy has been on the tour for 10 years. Brooks Kepka for six years. There's no question. Both guys are just have just bank accounts that are unbelievable. I think Brooks Kepka's made like 30 something million dollars and, Rory's made fifty million, but I mean, for me, Rory McIlroy, uh, I would pick him if if I were picking, uh, without odds or anything, but just picking a team, I would put Rory McIlroy on it before I put Brooks Koepka on it for sure. Um, my number one pick would always be Tiger Woods, though, because uh, no matter what he's doing, are are you shaving right now, Tim, or what are you doing? No, no. Somebody was sending me some messages. I don't know if you heard that or not. Did you hear that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we yeah. all heard it. We all heard it, Tim. Okay, it, it was going through my headset. It didn't go out through the air, so not everybody oh, really? heard that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So you're good. <laughs> no worries. It's all good. But you you just mentioned that Tiger's number one. Did you see the way he putted last week? Not good. Not good. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, he was the the host to the tournament. There's guy. There had to be a lot of things that he had to do and uh, 
you know, he wants it, he wants to make Tiger Woods. I, I don't see him as the greatest host, but he put himself out in that tournament for sure. I mean, he was, he was embarrassed by his play. Uh, he was playing when the leaders were on the front nine, he was on the back nine. They split the field so they could finish early. And uh, it was embarrassment for him that, that week, but you know, he's taken this week off. I think he's, he's going to be preparing. I, I what's, what's the first, the first majors, the masters coming up in a couple months or, or do we have, what is the first major here? Is when's the PGA? Is that a serious question? I'm I'm serious. I'm showing some ignorance here. <laughs> I'm showing I'm showing a little ignorance. Wait, let me just like let you figure this out by yourself because okay. I I cannot tell you this. This okay, is the on. worst thing I have absolutely ever heard in my entire life. I could go ask Joe DiMaggio, who's never played golf in his entire life, ordinary Joe. Not Joe DiMaggio. I could go ask regular Joe, average Joe, who's never even heard about golf, and he would tell you what major came first. Okay. It's the Masters. Now, are we counting Are we counting the players as a major now or no? No. No? no? Okay. So the players March 12th through 15th. Then we have the Masters. Then we have a short break, and we have the PGA. So, Tiger, I'm not sure what... Next, Tiger's next tournament's going to be, but I, I mean, whatever it is, everyone's going to be watching it. That's when the ratings will be the highest. It's going to be the Honda Classic or the API, and I'm assuming it's the API. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know much. I don't have much more to say on this subject, to be honest. I'm, I'm picking Rory McIlroy, and my my honorary number one is Tiger Woods. Huh. All right. Okay. I wanted to say, I wanted to tell you about one last thing. Two years ago, back uh, during the the Genesis Invitational, it wasn't called the Genesis Invitational two years ago. Um, I forget what it was called, but Bill Haas is uh, was there at the tournament. Did you hear about this, Tim? He was at the tournament. He was staying with a friend there, a, f- a friend of the family. He was staying with him. Guy was uh, instrumental at getting the Walker Cup to L.A. Country Club. They were riding in the guy's Ferrari uh, close to Riviera Country Club, got in an accident, clipped the back of Owen Wilson's SUV, believe it or not. The guy was going way too fast. You know, the the streets there around Riviera are little two-lane, narrow little roads. They're windy roads. Uh canyons on the sides and all that. I mean, there must've been a lot of traffic there too. It was tournament week and the guy lost control, flipped the Ferrari. He died. He was pronounced dead at the scene. And, uh, Bill Haas luckily didn't have uh, many injuries. He has leg was swelling. He took some time off, but, uh, it was, it's the second, second anniversary of that, uh, that incident. And, we got to remember that uh, those guys are like like all of us. I mean, their careers could can change quickly, and uh, it it is uh, phenomenal that his career has taken a turn taken a turn for the worse afterward too. I mean, he hasn't he hadn't done very well. He was rated. Let's see what he was rated in FedEx Cup points. 2019, he was 140th on the FedEx Cup. 2018, he was 152nd. This guy was number one in the FedEx Cup in 2011, and uh, 
he's playing down in Puerto Rico this week. So we want to keep an eye on him. We want to keep on Bill, an eye on Bill Haas and see how he's doing. Wish him luck down there and then to get his game back. All right. What a positive way to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me, let me end it positively then. If you're, if you're having some problems with your game or you just want to get better, what you need to do is send a video, a down-the-line video, take your mobile device, send a down-the-line video to golfschools at hankhaney.com. Tell us what your big miss is. Within 24 hours, we're going to shoot you back a start of a great game plan. Tim Parachka sent me a video. video. I'm going to analyze his swing here pretty soon and send it back to him. Hank has analyzed his swing. Greg Ducharme, a young pro, young up-and-comer, from the New York area, he's he's analyzed Tim Parajka's swing, and I'm going to do it for him, and I'll do it for you, too. Golf schools at HankHaney.com. Check out the Hank Haney 101 golf schools at HankHaney.com, and uh, there's room for you if you want to get better at your game. How's that for positive, Tim? That's very positive. You can also call okay. the show, 833-426-5763, extension 801. Email the show, HankHaneyGolf.com, and follow the show on Twitter at HankHaney on social media all right it is the episode eight of saturday strong with the great predictor steve johnson and minnesota tim we appreciate you making the hank candy podcast a part of your day we are growing baby we are growing so we appreciate you listening thanks for tuning into the hank candy podcast listen follow rate and share on itunes on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.